Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. A special thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency, serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostupchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Today's episode of the podcast is really special for Caitlin and I as we interview our founder and lead catalyst of the Gather movement, Kathy Ostupchuk. She is releasing her first book, Brave Woman. Bold Moves. It's being released across Canada and nationally and internationally over the next week or so here in November 2019. And we are honoured and privileged to be a part of this release. We really wanted to hear from her directly today about the why behind this book, the heart of this book, the women that she is writing about in this book. And you are going to be so blown away by the wisdom and the insight and the capacity that our founder really has in both her present life, her past life and her future life to come. And so this is the first of many book releases, we believe. And as a Gather Movement, we are honoured to champion our leader and founder and our visionary as she releases this book into the atmosphere of the world to help so many brave women make those bold moves. For more information on her book release and the launch and the purchase of it, you can go to bravewomanboldmoves.com. So why don't we jump straight into this interview and catch so many wise words from our founder and lead catalyst, Kathy. Hi, it's great to be here again today. Today we are with both co-hosts. Well, my name's Vanessa and we have Caitlin in the room again and Kathy in the room today. And all our focus and attention this morning is going on this woman of influence, Kathy O, our, our lead catalyst, founder of Gather. And we are so excited to be celebrating the launch of her first book that she has written. And before we jump into that, Gather Rise is done. How incredible was the weekend? Amazing to see women come from all across Canada and be in the same room. And I think just be together like it was somebody's big living room. But um, I just believe in this for years to come. So, so excited. Oh, I love that. And amidst the pure uh, exhilaration and I'm sure some moments of uh, a relief in one way, there is just so much to focus on now across the rest of our year, really. We've got these few months left. And so we are really excited today to be in the room together, Caitlin and I, yeah. and really just give some um, focus, celebration, prayer and honour to what's been in your heart. So you are about to launch your book, pre-release was opened at Gather, and um, we would love to hear what's been going on for you with Brave Woman and Bold Moves that you've written. 
Well, this started out as something else, as many of these seeds of ideas often do. And I started sharing it, just teaching it actually, whenever I was speaking, I'd I take a portion of some of the learnings or um, did a Bible study in my church and taught it that way. So I taught it before it ever became something that would be a book. Uh, the process is good because for so long you look at other writers and you go like, where does that seed of a message come from? And, you know, where do those thoughts come from? And the day, the current day message is that everybody is a writer, but until you really have a message, like, are you, you, can anybody just sit down and write anything? And I think for me, the message had to be integral to the way I was living my life and what I truly believed. And the, the book really came about as a result of me actually looking in scripture and saying, wait a minute, what I thought women in the Bible or the narrative of women in the Bible was, is actually not what the Bible says. They're not submissive, humble, quiet, in the back room, in the tent. Right. You know, the side story while the main characters are out there doing their thing. Not at all. They actually were hinge characters, key characters, many of whom actually directly were in the lineage of Jesus himself and led to the moment when he would show up and actually made it all make sense. So they were like the the weave of the tapestry thread. They were the arrow that kept moving the story forward. And I was overwhelmed myself that I thought, well, gee, how can I be so such a coward in my own life when paved before me is a road of women who just made brave choices in a really challenging, challenging context. And it was just like, slap my face, <laughs> get on with it, shake myself and like, okay, get up and go. You have no reason not to. I love that the, when you see the book, anyone that's listening to this and pre-orders or orders and gets it in your hands, the, the arrow, that makes sense now, the arrow, that it's just moving the kingdom of God, the story of God forward. And that's such a uh, privilege for a woman to be part of that as well. So I want to drill down before we get into more detail on what the book is about. This conversation in our Influence series is a really great conversation to have. I'm thinking about so many of our listeners that are carrying, like you said, some form of message or even just something to birth through their life or launch out into um, really the world that they're entrusted with. And so you just talked a little bit about the process. You were already teaching some of this. But what has it been like to actually move into this arena, the publishing arena, putting it into a format like this. Give us a little bit of details and things we can learn and maybe some mistakes you've made along the way. Oh, I think more mistakes than, than successes for sure, but that is how we learn. I think it's this, for all of us, we make choices about what to keep private and what to publish. So when, I, when the people that are screenwriters, like they'll write a hundred scripts and and send them all out and one becomes published and one becomes um you know out there for the world to see but there's all the work in the dark that nobody ever sees god sees but i think there's a lot of work in the dark that all of us have to do before the message can be integrated and i i i think i wasn't confident that the work that was being done in my life was significant enough that anybody would want to look learn about it you know even learning my own learning process in the scripture like uncovering these truths and saying, wow, like I'm not the first person to write about it or think it, but to me, it's like fresh and new and it was mind blowing. But then 
it's already been done. It's already been written about somebody's, you know, who needs another Bible study? Who needs another book on brave women? Who needs another book on brave anything? And so it's just that self-doubt, like, is this going to be helpful? And I think when you write a book, you don't write it to get on the New York Times bestseller because, like, that's just a whole world in itself. You write it because you think somebody might be helped by something you have to offer. You're offering maybe a solution to an existing problem. And the problem in my own life is like, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in my story. And I didn't believe that I had anything to do with really the women in the Bible because they were very strange. Like, come on, they were (laughs) grandmothers having babies at 93 and, you know, people putting their, their first, their children in the Nile river and doing crazy stuff like that. And like, I just disassociated myself from the weirdness of it all. I just thought that was then this is now, but no, like those, you plant those women in today's world, they would be leading countries and movements and raising legacy generations. I mean, those women would be changing the world. And I had to make that shift for myself. And then I realized if I can make that shift and actually in this later season in my life, and it causes me to actually step out and do something in response. What about the one woman who could just be reminded of this story and make a shift? What would that mean for the trajectory of history? Because I do believe all of our stories are connected to the bigger story of God. I love that. You just touched on two things, your season of life, but you know, what does that mean right now? And then secondly, the fact that nothing else stopped in your life while this was happening, you know, some people and, and honestly, it's great for those people that have the margin to say, this is my writing season. Incredible. But when life is full and felt even fuller, we watched you, we were honored to be alongside podcast was launching gather everything to do gather is happening life is happening family is happening everything glorious in your life is also happening and I'd watch or hear from you at those midnight hours so talk about your season of life and then the stretch to even find the time yeah absolutely it's so funny like when I when I was living the fantasy of, oh, I want to be a writer. And I would like, okay, I'm going to go up north for a week and all I'm going to do is write. It's like, I didn't write a thing. I would like lay on the couch and <laughs> wait for it to come. And in the most challenging season of my life, which the last two years have been, family and business and and gather and and really just having the least margin I've ever had in my life, emotional, spiritual, mental, physical margin even this is when God says I think it's now and it's like really like are you sure it's not the right time can you check that time again it's like nope now and I felt it in my bones I felt it in every part of me like this is now and so it it's a grit it's a determination but I'm also a woman like many women who we thrive on on deadlines and checklists Give me the checklist, give me the timeline, and I will deliver. If left to my own devices, you're never going to see this thing. So I asked for that from the publisher I'm working with, just like I need to know exactly. If it's midnight, you will get it at 11.59, but I'm going to deliver it. And so I had to put that structure on me externally and then hold to it. And I think it has to be inside out. I think there has to be determination in your bones that I feel in alignment with God's 
Kairos time. I feel like he's moving this story forward as he's moving my life forward, as he's moving the people in my life around me forward. And my whole family was involved. Like I would send them even the title, like, what do you think? And they'd feedback. So it's not like I'm stepping outside of my world to create something. It's like all integrated. And I think it's perfect because nobody has that life where, okay, now I'm going to write a book and go to Paris and rent a place for six weeks and write in luxury. And <laughs> it'll, you know, no, no, no woman has that margin ever. You no. just have to decide. So you really lived out what you were writing at the same time. That integration was really important. And as we now just drill down a little bit on the book itself, I think about one of these moments or quotes that we have from your book. You don't get to live an extraordinary life without taking uncomfortable risks. And just before we speak into some of the detail, your season, like where some of your friends are, moving into a retirement season <laughs> what does this feel like as it even comes out even this is this is launched into um the world where god would take it what's this feeling like for you even in your season of life it's very humbling because i know that for me i had to do it because there's so many women that are thinking about their voice and as we try and raise voice and presence i felt in a way like i have to go first Wow. And whatever the offering is, if it's not good, if it's medium, if it's great, I mean, I hope it's, what, it's going to be whatever it is to whoever reads it, but I had to do it just as an act of obedience. And I think one of my dear friends, Dr. Pam McRae, she, um, she's a professor at Moody Bible Institute. She read the manuscript and she said, Kathy, I think your definition of brave is a little bit too small. Like, I, I hope that you're getting that fact that it's only out of obedience that your brave can happen and that really changed everything for me where I thought I hope I'm just being obedient and if bravery comes out of that and I think that's the message like we all want to be brave and brave is the the norm right like that's all let's all be brave let's all do that the thing let's all be obedient and guess what you're probably going to do something brave that's profound you have some really really powerful endorsements some are friends some are um you know just via other relationships and so really really great voices that have also read it and are aligning with it and have spoken into it so it's exciting for what's going to come let's talk for a moment about some of these women you wrote about caitlin yeah thank you for sharing about the process of, of writing a book i think that's something that so many of us are curious about and, and just hearing about how that happened for you. And there's no one way. And so thank you for just sharing your, your experience and that willingness and that brave life to go first and to walk in that obedience and really defining bravery around obedience. Bravery can be a bit of a buzzword. Yes. And you've, you've really brought it back to the heart of, of what a brave life for God looks like. Um, and I'm so curious to hear about the content, more about the content of this book and how it's shaped you and the women that you've been influenced by. You let these women from the Bible walk right into your life and to really influence your choices and, and uh, what you were thinking and doing at the time. And uh, so in one of the chapters, you write about Yochebed and Rahab. I would love to hear more about how these women influenced you. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're like yin and yang. They're like, you know, two women that would never, if they met each other on the street, they'd probably like walk right past each other. Like Yochebed, who is Moses' mother, her name actually has the word Jehovah in it. So she's just like a holy woman. She marries a hot young guy, her nephew actually, which is sort of weird, which is why these biblical stories are (laughs) kind of like, stay away. But, you know, this amazing life like steeped in she knows the history of God. And so she would be walking along the street and she would see Rahab who is a prostitute and she's totally severed from her community. And she has probably very low self-worth and she makes her living and doesn't know God. She's out of the line of faith and you're either in or out and they would pass each other on the street and probably, okay, I have not, our stories can never be linked. You're too spiritual and you're too unspiritual. And here they are, Yochebed, the mother of Moses, and his name means Tove. She said, like, he's really good. There's something special. And I think when he was born, she may have sensed, I wonder if he's going to be the answer to the prophecy when, what you know, that Joseph's bones are going to be buried back in the home country, not Egypt. Like, who is going to take these people out of Egypt and, and there's going to be a deliverer that's going to come and do that. And I wonder if she looked at him and thought there's something unique and special. So I'm going to, I'm going to act into the legacy of what I believe he maybe was created to do. And I'm going to do what nobody else, none of my Hebrew girlfriends, they're hiding their children. They're scared to have a boy because the decree of the land is like, we're killing all the boys because the Egypt, the Israelites are becoming, the Hebrews are coming too powerful. And she says, no, I'm going to keep this one and strategize in the back room, keeping him quiet, keeping him hidden, weaving the basket. And one day, and it's, it's all, all about that. Like we all make plans, big, brave plans, but it's that one second. It takes one second to drop a basket with your most preci- precious possession in alligator infested waters. And it, she did it. And I just wonder if she, dropped him in and wanted to take him back right away, but she surrendered her most precious possession for the sake of a future legacy. And then on the other side of Moses, Moses does come as deliverer, but doesn't get to the promised land. Instead, it's Joshua that says, it's it's now our time to move in. The spies go in, and had they been found, they would have been murdered because everybody's scared of God's people. And Rahab, no history of faith, no context. She says, I've heard about your God. And she defies authority and she breaks the law and she hides them and she lies about it. She hides the spies. And this is the cool thing. One of the spies, she ends up marrying. It's like, it's just a great love story. It's just crazy. It blows my mind. Anyways, but she's strategy. She says, she goes like, I'm making a deal with you guys. You have to save me and my family. You know, I'm doing this for you, but let's, let's negotiate. So she's at the, she's a, she'd be at, she'd be a serious businesswoman now at the table and she negotiates salvation for her and her family by drops, dropping a crimson cord and saying, this signifies that you're going to save me and my family. And later that, that red cord is what was sewn into the Levitical priest's robes. And so it signifies, um, redemption and it's and it actually points to Jesus to the crimson blood so here Moses delivers 
his people. And Rahab really is linked to the deliverance and salvation of us all because through her line comes Jesus. Through her line comes Jesus. And so these women, like had they known two, two women, one design, two women, one destiny. And if those two women are linked, I want to be linked to them. And I want my daughters to be linked to them. And I know that the women came coming after them and before me were also linked to the story. And I think that's important. It's like what they did impacts my life right now. And if we don't see that, you know, we need to see that. So what I do will impact somebody else's life, positively or negatively. It's my choice. But we're linked, and we need to think about that. Yeah, you you just shone a beautiful big light on the scripture in a way that we want to approach the Bible like that. And the characters and the people, these are real people, and to bring it to life. Kathy, you have a gift for that, and I want to thank you and honor you for sharing your gift with the world because that does take bravery. And I so believe that that work that you've done has been a work of courage. And I'm not surprised that there were self-doubting moments along the way because I think that's a that's a message that, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some resistance because it carries such power. So thank you for actually modeling what you just described and, and bringing these scriptures to life. Um, the, the second woman that you write about that really fascinates me uh, is Bathsheba. Now, I haven't heard a lot on Bathsheba and, and you know, a life of bravery. And, and so I'm so curious what it was about her life and about her heart that just captivate, captivated you and, and had you writing about her. Yeah, well, did you see the movie It's Complicated, like with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin? And it, it's complicated. So they're divorced, and then she meets a new guy who's her architect, but then her old guy, her ex-husband, and her start having an affair, even though they're not married anymore. And basically the movie is called It's Complicated because it's like, is it her fault for going back to the old guys? Is it the old guy's fault? Is it, what does the new boyfriend do? And all of our lives really currently, I would say all of our lives are so complicated. We can't figure out like, who's the instigator? Who's the victim? Who's, who's to blame? Wow. Right. And right. so in Bathsheba's story, I would just look at her story and say, girl, your life is so complicated, complicated right now because here she is doing her thing. I mean, she has a privileged life, but it's a middle-class life. And she is bathing outside, which was perfectly normal. They had an outside courtyard. Right. But it happened to be at the time of day where David's, you know, at the palace and he looks down and he sees her. And from that story, over time, we've historically kind of said, like, she seduced him. What was she doing out there bathing in her courtyard? But really, if you look at the context, that was exactly where it was her right to be. And she loved her husband. She loved her husband, Uriah. He was out at war. And I think she just was living her normal life. What was David doing in the palace when he should have been at war? Because he was a warrior and he was stayed home. And so it's complicated. Was he in the right place at the wrong time? Was she in the wrong place at the right time? And I think instead of assigning blame, we see the story unfold. And really, I think she was the victim because he murdered her husband. He took her into his bed. 
if you raped her, we can discuss that. But whatever happened, she gave up her rights to her own decision-making, and she went to live at the palace. And the results of that sin was they had a child, and it didn't survive. And so the pain of having your husband murdered, the pain of being taken without your choice, the pain of losing a child, the pain, the pain, the pain. And she could have done a lot of things. I think she could have been, even become very depressed and angry and taken her own life and said, like, I'm done with this. She could have done a number of things, whining, complaining. We don't see any of those words in scripture. We see her actually watching the story, giving birth to Solomon and understanding I have a choice here actually to protect the legacy of the kingdom of the future. And it's a pro it's Nathan that comes to her, the godly pastor shepherd voice in her life and says, Bathsheba, I want to encourage you to step into this moment. Mm -hmm. And she's championed by another man, a godly man to say, to go to David and say, you have all these other wives, concubines, all these other sons, but you promised the throne to Solomon and I'm going to hold you to it. And he could have taken her life at that moment. She had a past to forgive, and she forgave, because I think they deeply loved each other. She had a present to live fully in, but she had a future to focus on, and she chose to focus on the future. As a victim, as a rape victim, as a mother with a lost child, lost husband, murdered husband, I mean, what kind of a soap opera is that? And she <laughs> says... You promised Solomon. And so from Solomon, of course, he is a predictor. He's the arrow into the line of Jesus. I mean, he's just like the foreteller of that. There's so much in that story. Um, through her line comes Jesus. And she spoke truth to power. And she spoke truth to a king who was sort of like had lost his way and put him right back in line. And so... I think when we speak truth to power, we don't know, we, we're doing it for ourselves, of course, and for the things we hold dear, like her son, but we're also impacting, we can manage up, we can power up, we can influence up in ways that we have no idea, even as if we think that we're victims. Yeah. We're not. So wow. I love her. Kathy, I love you. This oh book gosh. is going to be amazing as it's unleashed to just women um, across the country and beyond. I am so excited for women to be reading these things and just to be having these stories uh, brought to life. Thank you. Kathy, as I'm listening to even this chapter you're focusing on, I'm thinking about all the women that are going to read, study together, being conversations, need to take next steps of support, really even I'm thinking about what this just might have triggered in a listener today and um, you need to find someone local if it has triggered you even with what Kathy's saying before you even get the book in your hands where you would get that help and so make sure you talk to someone if it has done that in you and yet I think what is this impact going to have um, in people who are going to read this all across the earth. You say in your book, your brave is for now, your bold is for future generations. I truly believe, Kathy, that this book is for now, but we will see the fruit of it in the generations to come. And we would just love to pray for you on this podcast and just pray for you as we close out this session and really see this book. Um, it's not a book. It's just, we can already hear that. It's more than a book. And um, we just would love, as the Gather community, 
one of those places you serve and lead with so much of your um, time, talent and treasure. Um, we want to celebrate this as that community. So, Before you do, can I just do a shout out to all the women whose stories are also in the book that are in the now? So you're in the room, Vanessa. So you're, part of your brave story is in there. And also Joanna LaFleur, who we've referred to before as our podcast genius. And also just like a woman for her time, her story. And I think she says, don't let don't let brave be the boss of you or whatever. What so is she brave, but know. let brave be the boss of you. And, you know, these are now current yeah. women in our culture doing a brave yes, like one step at a time. And so I want you to be encouraged. It's not, it's the biblical woman, but it's the woman of now that are, you're going to be impacted by reading their stories as well. So Yes. I've got dreams for an online community across Canada reading this together. So let's see where God takes it. Caitlin, will you just bless uh, the launch of this um, treasure? Yeah. God, I thank you that this is more than a book. It's a message and you are at the center of it. And we thank you for opportunity to make you known through our voices. I thank you for Kathy and her willingness and her ability to lead and to step forward in that. God, I thank you for making it so clear to her in her bones. The time is now. Obedience looks like this. It is a sacrifice. And I just thank you for her worship-filled time spent at the computer and behind the scenes. And when she's tired, I thank you for for her commitment to a project and seeing it through. And God, we pray that your intentions and your will would be carried through for these words and for this message and every woman that you're already preparing to pick up this book, to be inspired, to be moved forward, to advance the kingdom for your purposes. We believe that you will do it and we look forward to seeing the fruit and ultimately, God, that your name would be lifted higher through the message that's proclaimed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And for every woman that is listening that actually feels reawakened to bring something, to launch something in their own life, to a mountain, serve a mountain of influence in some way, shape or form, let today's podcast resound in their own heart as well, whether it be a book, uh, a, a yes in some way, shape or form. We just bless the brave women and the bold moves they are making all over this nation and the nations that are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Where can we find you? Where can we pre-order? What's the next step, Kathy? KathyOstrichuk.com. Everything will be there. And yes, they'll be ready for Christmas gifts. And I do have a book launch coming up, but I will let you know when that is. We'll kind of make it known maybe on the Gather website, but also on kathyostopchuk.com. And we just, I think for every woman listening to you, just want to let you know that we love you a lot. And we just want to serve you in any way we can. Awesome. Okay, congratulations. We're excited. I hope you enjoy that episode as much as Caitlin and I did interviewing Kathy. Can you not just hear her heart and her wisdom? And you are going to love this book. I believe you're going to find a, a woman or two in these chapters that really, really speaks right now to where you're at, the same way we dived into a few of those women ourselves in this conversation. So we are celebrating this launch here in Canada in November. If you're listening to it later, it will not be too late to go and purchase Kathy's book. You can go to bravewomenboldmoves.com 
or you can also go to Amazon and buy it online as well. And just in the next week or two, if you're listening to this in November, we want to really support this launch with strength all across our nation and beyond. And so why don't you go and purchase her book? We're going to be diving together into a gather circle with a study on this very book and a study guide that she's written as well. So we have an exciting uh, winter curriculum coming up as we get the chance to dive really deep into this revelation that Kathy is bringing to the women of our nation. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your support of this podcast. Make sure to share these episodes with anyone in your world that you feel like this will be relevant to and would really bless. And we're so grateful for your ears and your heart as we build together. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. We'd love you to share this episode to encourage a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more on the Gather Women movement, visit gatherwomen.com for free resources, circles, and events in your area. Thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. We invite you to invest in this podcast and the vision of the Gather Women movement. We want to see the voices of women in Canada and beyond represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations taking place across our great nation. We want to see the presence of Christian women in equal value and strength in every arena of influence, including the local church. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.